It is my pleasure to welcome you to the Acme Comedy Club here in the great city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it's my pleasure also to welcome to the main stage our featuring act tonight, Mr. Randy Johnson. Thank you. It's great to be here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a city I once lived in. And I do have to say that I will not be dropping the microphone at the end of my set. I know that some comedians do that. They hold their hands straight out and just drop the microphone to the floor. Basically, I won't be doing that because I'm not paid enough and I paid too much for this microphone. Also, I did have to renew my membership in the Comedians Union for this uh, Netflix comedy special. It did have some stipulations. It stated that I had to tell at least five to ten airplane jokes, and I asked if these jokes had to involve <laughs> other things besides people that masturbate on airplanes. <laughs> And also, there was a stipulation that I needed to tell at least 10 to 20 penis jokes. Well, I think I got that covered. The management can tell me if I don't later, but I have, uh, well, a joke about 3,000 penises. First part of it is kind of strange, uh, really strange, uh, as a matter of fact. This guy, a uh, mortician worker, uh, assistant, uh, whatever, I believe it was in Houston, Texas. He uh, kept a collection of 3,000 penises in jars and formaldehyde at his residence. And upon hearing this, the American picker crew went down there to find the most rare and unique penis for their collection and possible sale. They didn't notice uh, one uh, white penis there, and they offered uh, $50, and there was a lot of haggling, but then the uh, owner of the penises showed him a, a black penis, which is a little bit thicker and a little bit longer, so they eventually settled on a price of $150 for that penis. Don't you think I'm rocking this look tonight? Some people say I'm behind the times. I don't know. I think I'm up to date. I don't, don't I look good in this members-only jacket? And I'm just rocking this fanny pack, too. And my Crocs, uh, if you can actually call those shoes. <laughs> I, I don't think that I'm buying the times. I don't know, me and another guy. Well, maybe it's true. Me and another guy were talking the other day. And we were talking about the Internet and doing what guys do. He was mentioning a couple uh, pornography sites. And I'm like going, you mean the Internet has porn now? It's like, who knew? 
Now what I'm going to do is relate some stories from the very first time I did stand-up comedy. All of my stand-up was done on open stages. I never got paid. But the first time I did stand-up was for a contest for a thousand bucks. And I won the first night competing against two other people by a point. And before we got into the room where we were going to do that, there was a lineup of people. And uh, one of the people that were going to perform was saying, why do we only get three minutes instead of say five or so? And the club owner goes, uh, three minutes is an eternity if you suck. And boy, I didn't say anything. And I thought he hit it right on the nail head. Now, all you married guys out there, can you tell me what the look is from your spouse? Come on, you can raise your hands. Uh, don't be shy. You won't get the look. Now, ladies, if they raise their hand, do not give them the look. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. The look is when the man of the household does something uh, that does not meet with the woman's approval. <laughs> like going out and buying a new motorcycle without what? Without your wife's permission. <laughs> now, uh, and if she gives you this look, uh, you can be assured that you will not get sex for like three weeks or more. <laughs> But I can tell you that I've gotten worse than the look. I, I can call it the look of death, that if they could have killed me with their eyes, they would have. The first one was my very first time after I performed, and there was a kind of a greeting line after we performed where people come by and shake your hand and say, oh, you did a great job and all this. But all this woman did was stare at me. And if she had laser beams in her eyes, she would have used them to kill me right there. And I can tell you which joke, which joke offended her. Now I have to update it a little. This joke is a little dated, but it still is funny today as long as I explain it uh, at that time. Vanna White was younger, and during her childbearing years, and she had just had a child, and I, I said, what I said was, Vanna White is still trying to decide if her newborn baby resembles Bill Clinton more or Bob Barker. <laughs> Now I'm going to tell you about the second time I got the look of death. Uh, if she could have, she would have planted me six feet under that day. It was at a convenience store, and this was when I knew what to say, right when I needed to say it. Unlike other times when I should have said, fuck you, you prick for saying that. There have been a few occasions I wish I would have said that, but uh, in any end, it probably makes you feel worse. But this woman 
I was paying for something at a convenience store, and I took out some bills. It wasn't very much that I was getting. I took out some bills that were a little crumpled. And she goes, typical man. So I said, I leave the toilet seat up too. You probably know this already, but if not, I will tell you anyway. Uh, everybody does a podcast, and I do too. It is called Infotainment, of which I've done 90 episodes. And it is available uh, at most of your leading podcast outlets. What I'm going to relate to you now is about a story I did. Uh, it is uh, involving a female comedian who, well, we say lost her inhibitions. Uh, she w went to perform at a sex club in Canada. And, and it was there she decided to own her comedy and, and knew she was going to be forceful and aggressive with it. So she did her stand-up routine in her bra and panties. Now, I don't know if I could rock that look at a sex club. <laughs> Maybe if I wore a bra and... <laughs> Maybe if I wore a bow tie, I was trying to say. <laughs> bow tie and a pair of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants uh, boxer briefs might get a little... Laugh or two at the uh, uh, Six Club uh, comedy gig. <laughs> Reminds me, I, I hate getting older. It's like uh, when I hit 60, I hope to be able to take a piss past my feet. And <laughs> also, I, I hope that my testicles are not uh, totally submarining <laughs> in the toilet bowl. Ah, <laughs> uh, the joys of getting older. And uh, have you ever seen that show, Dr. Pimple Popper? This was uh, totally disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but this woman looked like she had a pair of, well, testicles on she had one <laughs> one ball on one side of the earlobe and the other on the uh, other side. And I'm telling you, it looked like a, a scrotum. <laughs> it did not look like a pair of earrings. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for this woman. But hopefully Dr. Pimple Popper could pick the right uh, removal process for those. <laughs> well, not that I'm Brad Pitt, George Clooney, or Pierce Brosnan either. I'm hopeful that in the future, well, if I had a time machine, I would like to <laughs> go back to a point in 19, uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> and have a mixture of each of those three, gen uh, genetic code. Yeah. Mama, you should get this uh, 
this thing artificially inseminated. If I was to be born, <laughs> maybe it, it'd be a better thing for me. Way down in the future, I convince her that I'm the product of <laughs> her and my dad. I love my dad, but uh, he did not have the Brad Pitt, George Clooney, or Pierce Brosnan genetic code to pass on. <laughs> like if I had to go to these three guys, I guess Brad Pitt hasn't been in Playgirl, but I haven't seen that. <laughs> I'd have to go back in the uh, archives of some place. <laughs> or if you had to go to uh, each one of those, those guys' fathers and uh, say, well, gee, you're, you're totally in shape and I uh, got the good abs and all this and the good facial features. This is totally non-sexual. I know this is a strange request, but would you mind making a donation? <laughs> and could I measure the size of your penis? <laughs> it's just the... In the future, this might really help me out. <laughs> He'd probably knock me in the next, next month with the fist, but... Uh, <laughs> I just like to mix that uh, genetic cocktail up and uh, see what we could come up with. <laughs> but I do have some brighter news. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen well, 99% of you who watch regular television, I mean, we get bombarded by these commercials every day, practically. Uh, this woman is Flo, selling bundles of progressive insurance. Today was a great, well, it was yesterday, actually. Uh, she presented me with my own progressive white apron. I now can sell bundles of progressive insurance. Car, home, it's wonderful. Uh, the apron was so white and crisp. I was so proud. And we're also so proud that we are going to have our own little bundle in about nine uh, months. But we can only buy the baby bundle of insurance that uh, covers the uh, legs. And then uh, next year, maybe we could get the baby bundle that uh, covers both the legs and the arms. take a hard left turn without hitting anybody or thing. You there, sir, in the front row. I see you have on a pair of really skinny jeans. <laughs> and you're kind of scowling at me. You can uh, 
do like Elvis did and leave the building. <laughs> but uh, skinny jeans have kind of gone out of favor, just like the, well, I guess this is in favor right now, the man bun. So I am growing out a, uh, wait for it, a mullet back. <laughs> Uh, which is worse, <laughs> the man bun or the man mullet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw one picture on Facebook where somebody was trying to get something like a couch inside a <laughs> back seat of a small car, and it was like extremely too wide to get in there and and the caption said this is a poster child for the millennial generation <laughs> but with the skinny jeans i noticed there is a thing now called m taylor that you can uh, an app you can download where you can buy jeans uh, but you use your phone to take your uh, tailoring measurements and i tried that with my phone and my phone said uh, my body did not compute and that my phone would self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> you notice all those ads for like that, they have uh, like male models there, which would be easier to do <laughs> as far as getting proper measurements for their uh, jeans. <laughs> oh yes, you can hear the train noise. Uh, well, we have uh, train tracks right near here, if, if you can hear those. <laughs> uh, if you were to draw my body as a stick figure, you would draw stick arms, stick legs, but you would put a beer keg in there for a torso. That is why the M. Taylor <laughs> rejected my body for their jeans line. <laughs> and of course I was outside and the neighbors did not appreciate uh, when I was trying to scan my uh, inseam through my phone. <laughs> as far as the M. Taylor requirements, they're supposed to be so much better than going to a regular tailor. But we'll take a right turn this time and talk about the state of television today. For those of you who still watch uh, regular cable uh, stations and do not stream your entire uh, television viewing habits <laughs> or television shows, I think that every day on some channel somewhere, you will find the movie Forrest Gump. Life is like being on TV every day. <laughs> Good movie, but uh, force feeding it every day on some channel is not the greatest thing. It means that we are coming up on a lack of creativity. And also, uh, Adam Sandler should get his own 24-hour network, well, cable channel showing all of his movies because 
at any time of the day, you can also see one of Adam Sandler's movies. <laughs> and of course, both these guys are more successful than I will ever be, but what I would like to talk about now is uh, the last place I worked at for about 10 years. Uh, sometimes our, our lunch behavior in the lunchroom was not the greatest. There were some people that found it amusing to uh, fart during uh, lunchtime. And it was starting to really irritate <laughs> one of the women there. And uh, they were trying to convince her to, to let one go. And she was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I was walking by and I was hearing this and I said, come on, just crack one off. Be a man about it. And <laughs> I don't think she appreciated that. And she did not comply with my request. <laughs> Also, I have read where a person farts approximately 17 times a day. I'm sure that it did not specify, well, men fart 17, approximately 17 times a day and a woman like maybe one or two. <laughs> I assume they mean everybody. And I'm like, boy, I have that number beat before 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> when I laugh at my own stuff, I do like Dave Chappelle. I hit the microphone near on my thigh when I laugh at my own material. <laughs> I would do that if I didn't have it on a... Uh, boom mic stand <laughs> and uh, I had paid as much money as I did for it. I did see a very successful funny man, Dave Chappelle. Uh, one of his specials, it might have been his latest one or whatever, but he was wearing a green looking jumpsuit with a patch uh, on his uh, upper part of that uh, jumpsuit. Uh, with a Chappelle name on there. And uh, I don't know, I guess it's popular now to wear something that looks like you're a custodian or janitor. When you become, that's when you know you've become real successful at being a stand-up comedian. In these politically correct times, I can understand why they uh, are not as seen as much as they used to be. Uh, but I'm going to throw caution to the wind and uh, say what I want to say for this special. And now we are coming to... Uh, I've done uh, almost 30 minutes of comedy for you. I hope it was worth the price of admission. And, and you tip your wait staff generously. They've been working hard for you here at the Acme Comedy Club. But uh, 
the last few years. My Victoria's Secret Santa has not been arriving on time. I hope she arrives early this year <laughs> and uh, has not snagged her thigh high somewhere and becomes late. And for those of you I, who celebrate Christmas uh, around the world, and, uh, and those who, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and all the different holidays we have, I will be celebrating Christmas. For all those who do, I hope all your uh, Christmas wishes come true and you have a very happy Christmas day and uh, happy Christmas ending as well for all the Christmases in your future. Thank you very much, folks. It's been a pleasure to perform for you here in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Club. And don't take any wooden nickels. Thank you very much. Good night. I'll be here all week. Before I leave you, I almost forgot that I was supposed to tell some airport airplane stories. <laughs> the only thing I got is, I hope I don't crash while I'm trying to join the Mile High Club. Initiating shutdown sequence.